Good morning. I'm Matt Hoffman in for Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, September 5th. A new law will give fast food workers a seat at the table. More on that next. But first, let's get to the headlines. More hot weather is on tap for today as an excessive heat warning remains in place. Highs are expected to be in the mid-80s near the coast, lower 90s inland, and upper 90s in the mountains. State power officials are again asking people to conserve energy. Cal ISO has called an emergency alert 1 from 5 to 9 p.m. today. That means the agency expects energy shortages. More on that later in the show. The San Diego Union-Tribune is reporting that Fat Leonard is on the run. Leonard Glenn Francis pled guilty in 2015 to bribing numerous high-ranking naval officers and overcharging the Navy by at least $35 million. It's the largest corruption scandal in the Navy's history. He's been on house arrest since at least 2018. Francis cut off his ankle bracelet sometime Sunday morning. That's according to the U.S. Marshal's office. Neighbors told authorities that they'd seen moving trucks going in and out of his home in the days before his escape. Law enforcement has been looking for Francis since Sunday afternoon. His sentencing in the corruption trial was scheduled for the end of this month. The East County fire that started near Dolzura last Wednesday is now 100% contained. It burned nearly 4,500 acres just northwest of Tecate. Six people were injured, two men with severe burns were taken to the hospital via helicopter, and four firefighters had minor injuries. The fire destroyed three homes, three RVs, a commercial structure, and six outbuildings. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news that you need. Long ago, when the public square was the only place to share news, events, and happenings, people were drawn to it. Living in community with others was the route to understanding each other and the world around us. The public square has changed dramatically, but our need to learn and understand one another hasn't. This is Port of Entry. The Parker Edison Project. Listener supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. Thank you for listening to KPBS Podcasts and for being part of our region's virtual public square, where you learn not only about the headlines of the day, but about culture, music, and the issues that are important to all of us. Help keep the virtual square alive and well. Support podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. And thanks again. Labor Day 2022 was a good one for California fast food workers. Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new law establishing a fast food council. It allows workers to negotiate wage and working conditions on an industry-wide basis. KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with the law's author and people who will be most impacted by it. Karina Zuniga joined the labor movement a few years ago because her manager at a KFC in National City wouldn't give her a 10-minute break. California law requires employers to give their hourly workers one 10-minute break for every four hours of work. 
But Zuniga is an immigrant, and this is her first job in the U.S. She says she had no idea about the break requirement. She also says there were unsafe working conditions at the KFC kitchen. The new law is designed to give workers like Zuniga a louder voice on issues ranging from wage theft to workplace safety. It establishes a statewide council where workers, employers, and government officials will come to the table and negotiate industry standards. Newsom said that the bill will empower California fast food workers. A, a bill that empowers our workers, particularly in that sector, giving them more voice, giving them more choice. The governor also mentioned the significance of signing the bill during the holiday. I'm proud on Labor Day to sign that bill and to shrine it in law. Critics of the bill include the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and restaurant industry associations. They say it will make fast food more expensive for consumers. But during lunch on Labor Day, San Diegans visiting fast food restaurants supported the idea of paying workers more money, even if it means the price of a cheeseburger may go up. Andrea Vargas is from National City. I don't think it would hurt much because, like I said, it, fast food isn't a necessity, so they would be better off buying actual groceries. Carlos Alfaro is from Chula Vista. His sister works at a Chipotle. You know, it's a tough industry where the pay is kind of low. So, yes, um, they do deserve, you know, at least a couple couple bucks more than, than the minimum wage or whatever they're paid there. And, yes, uh, I think it, wages should be increased for fast food workers. Lorena Gonzalez introduced the bill in January 2021 when she was still in the state assembly. Now she's a leader of the California Labor Federation and sees this as a model that could be applied to other industries as well. I think that's really exciting. It's a whole new level of bargaining. It's a, it's a different level of coming up with regulations. And I think it's something that could take off for not just fast food workers, but other industries. Suniga says that this could lead to higher wages and more job stability. Wow, este, se, se siente bonito, se siente tener ese, ese poder de, de como ser humano que, que vales, importas mucho. She says the new law is beautiful because it recognizes her value as a worker and as a human being. It will take effect on January 1st, 2023. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. State power officials say the heat wave that has gripped California has increased the chance of rolling blackouts. The president of Cal ISO says forecasted power demand for Tuesday will be at an all-time high, and Californians must reduce their power from 5 to 9 p.m. If people don't bring it down to a sufficient level, it could mean rolling blackouts. If we get to that point where all of these other tools that we have described are, are the energy, the demand response, the emergency response, our operating reserves, if those are exhausted, at that point, we would be conveying to the utilities that it would be time to drop load. Then it would be up to utilities like SDG&E in San Diego to devise a plan for the rolling blackouts. As the heat wave continues to sear San Diego County, some residents are finding relief at the beaches. That's where we sent KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado yesterday. San Diegans hit the beach for the unofficial last day of summer to try and cool off from the extreme heat wave that continues to bake Southern California, like Darren and Elaine Vaught, who live in Spring Valley. Kind of started to feel the heat, and she's like, oh, let's go to the let's beach. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> and what does it feel like from there to here? 
The heat is still it's like the a 20, same. No, it's a 20 degree difference. Is it? It's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's really, it's cooler here. There is really hot. Yeah. Marine Safety Lieutenant Rick Stell with the San Diego Lifeguard Service says this heat wave coinciding with the holiday weekend is keeping the beaches packed and lifeguards busy. We've seen extreme crowds, more almost like a 4th of July weekend. We've had a large amount of rescues, medical aids. The excessive heat warning has been extended through most of the week. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Speaking of the heat wave, Saturday was supposed to be a day of historic celebrations in the opening of Snapdragon Stadium. But the scorching heat forced fans out of their seats and searching for shade. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says several people were in need of medical attention due to heat-related illness. The San Diego Fire Department says it dispatched multiple units to Snapdragon Stadium on Saturday to treat people suffering from heat-related illnesses. Thousands of Aztec football fans pack San Diego State's new home field as the heat wave continues to impact the Southwest. Season ticket holder Chris Galoyu attended the game and says the stadium needs long-term solutions or attending events in the late summer will be brutal. Uh, so we didn't tailgate as long just because we knew it would be hot. Uh, but right off the bat, I mean, a, an ambulance showed up and took away actually one of our uh, tailgating neighbors um, who I think he suffered like a mild heat stroke. The Aztecs play their next home game this Saturday at 5 p.m. against Idaho State. They don't have any more daytime games currently scheduled for the rest of the season. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. KPBS reached out to SDSU, but they did not respond in time for comment. Coming up, a musical that is challenging the expectations of the genre. We'll have that story and more coming up just after the break. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. <laughs> it's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you.
Stephen Sondheim is best known for his musicals Company and A Little Night Music, and even his work on classics like West Side Story. But he's also created works that challenge expectations about musicals. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando explains. When Stephen Sondheim wrote Assassins in 1990, he expected a backlash. The musical looks at the backstories of attempts to assassinate U.S. presidents, from Abraham Lincoln to Ronald Reagan. Not a typical subject for Broadway musicals. But Sondheim told the New York Times, we're not going to apologize for dealing with such a volatile subject. Amanda Blair is not apologizing either. She's directing Assassins for Wild Song Productions. I'm always interested in pushing the envelope as a director, and I'm interested in stories that mean something to people. Uh, A big underlying theme in this show is the American dream, and it's interesting to see different perspectives and different takes on what the American dream means to these characters. Another theme has to do with listening to what people, even assassins, have to say. I think that they turn to these acts of violence, hoping that they will be heard and taken seriously, but it almost has the opposite effect. Blair's not asking audiences to condone these acts of violence, but she does hope they will try to understand the motives of these assassins and see them as multidimensional human beings. Assassins opens September 16th at the OB Playhouse. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. Well, that's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Matt Hoffman. Debbie Cruz will be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here. Have a great day.